This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Well, here we go. Hour three, a great day for talk radio. Uh, enjoy it while we can. It's rather balmy, eight degrees. We're expecting flurries again. Danny's talking flurries. I turned the furnace off for good on the weekend. I'm not going back. I'm sorry. I don't care how cold it gets in a house. Uh, I just will not capitulate to the elements. My goodness. Maybe the government can give me some kind of a stipend so I can uh, retrofit the house so I don't get cold when the furnace is off. I mean, they're looking after Loblaws rather large. Did you hear Danny mentioning that? $16 million for Loblaws to retrofit, I guess, their uh, refrigeration system. So what? It doesn't uh, emit as many greenhouse gases or whatever? I don't know what the story there is, except this is about a quarter of... Making them energy efficient. I guess that's the way they're couching it. Okay, Loblaws needs the money. $16 million. By the way, uh, we can anticipate as a result, there's a new branding initiative at Loblaws. Look for it. Uh, Prime Minister's Choice brand. Uh, that's what he's got on mind for sure. What a vanity project this is. They say it's tantamount to taking 50,000 vehicles off the road. Okay, uh, so maybe that's what we can do. If we give Loblaws enough money, you won't be stuck in traffic on the Gardner or the 401 as I speak. Hey, didn't Doug Ford say he was going to do something wonderful for uh, public transit and uh, including these highways like the 401 and uh, the Gardner, the QEW? Can't wait for that announcement tomorrow. It's a topic worthy of discussion because Toronto may be kind of uh, left at the kids' card table in the corner when it comes to consultation on this mega project, $28.5 billion. But as I was saying last hour, I'm fully in favor. Anything that would expedite the flow of traffic and maybe take people out to their homes, you know, where they want to find a patch of grass and uh, own a home rather than just, you know, one of these pigeonhole little shoeboxes in downtown Toronto, the condo market. When it comes to that, you know, there's an interesting study that's just been conducted by Ipsos for RBC, and it found that nearly half of Canadians, 47%, believe all the stress of having to undergo, you know, uh, economic uh, pressures, meeting obligations, the taxes and the, the rest of it, uh, it's still worth it all. And in fact, 66% say it makes more sense to own than to rent. Let's find out from the head person at RBC on this file, the vice president of home equity financing, Nicole Wells, what this all says in a nutshell. Nicole, it's good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, well, what does it say? I mean, these numbers have changed appreciably over just the last couple of years. More people inclined to want to purchase a home and feel that even though, you know, they're giving up 30 to 40 percent of their household income on a mortgage, taxes and all the rest of the maintenance and so on and so forth. Still worthwhile. Why do you figure that is? Well, I think it's the Canadian dream to own a house. No, I mean, people feel like renting. Um, renting is good. I've worked internationally. I've actually rented myself and there's a certain less stress. But when you own your own home, you can do what you want with it. Right. To some extent. Um and it's just where people think they can get a better return on their money. Well, that's interesting you say that return on the money. So it's seen as an investment too. When you've got 66%, two thirds saying it makes more sense to own than rent. Is that a reflection that there's equity and you've got a stake in the matter? I think it, yeah. I think when you put your money into your home every day and you own it, um, you have a stake in the matter. And that's how you have to look at your mortgage as a long-term investment. And, and have that plan, get that advice, and make sure you're looking just beyond, you know, what your monthly payment is or your rate is into what else do you want to do with your life. And, um, you know, that's what we're seeing in the survey as well, is that people are 
are deciding to wait a little bit too because they're saying, okay, maybe I'm not ready. Uh, maybe the prices will come down. Maybe I need to save more. You know, and I think that's what consumers are taking this time to pause a little bit as well. Yeah, you know, I recall about a year and a half ago doing a show on uh, whether it was preferable to rent or own, and I guess it was really at the height of the market and the fever. Uh, a lot of people were, uh, you know, swearing by renting as being the better gambit. But now you see uh, a lot of millennials, as you've just alluded to, uh, some are waiting, but some are wanting to get in desperately, and many are choosing to go it alone, 32%, mm-hmm. compared with 28% looking for assistance from their families. That's a real telling testament to, uh, I guess, people bullish on the market. Or What does that say to you? Well, let's just take my own experience. When I uh, actually got divorced, I was looking for a place, right, with my, uh, with my kids. And sometimes rental units, uh, the ones with three bedrooms or more space, aren't quite as fresh as, say, some of the other ones that are, are condos that you can rent these days. So... I think, you know, people are looking for space. I think they're looking for their own kind of space. And when you start to think about your future and you want to make sure you're investing, you know, home tends to be where it is. We're seeing, like, in in Ontario alone, 82% say that purchasing a home or a condo is still a great great investment. Yeah, but the number says, too, uh, people who were buying with a a spouse or a partner, uh, whereas that was 49% just two years ago, now it's down to 42%. It is. Yeah. Well, that's the changing demographics as well, right? You have millennials who are getting married older or not at all. Um, You know, you have more people living independently. So uh, whether that's a divorce or whether that's as you age and you end up being on your own for reasons not under your control, uh, demographics are changing. Well, all right, Nicole, I think there's also one other big factor in the equation because I've uh, broached this in the past with realtors. Uh, When they say 47, this is what your poll shows, 47% of prospective buyers plan to put 15% down on their home purchase. That's roughly half as opposed to, you know, 5%, uh, putting down only 5%. That was uh, the way it was, I guess, a couple of years ago, only last year. Uh, And now that has reversed. So maybe there's something called the transfer of intergenerational wealth taking place, would you say? Well, you see that with parents trying to help their kids to make sure that they're getting into a home that they can, you know, live in more than just, I think you mentioned a shoebox in your introduction, mm. right? They're, they're helping. They understand that their children are under stress and houses, especially in GTR and Vancouver, you see that, um, you know, housing is more and more expensive. So it's not just saving for an education anymore. It's actually helping your children get into into home. And some of them are taking equity from their own property or savings from their retirement. Um, and the number one piece of advice there is to make sure that those parents are, are taking care of themselves as well at the same time, right? So mm. when you start to give to your next generation, you have to make sure you have enough savings for your future as well. And by the way, when the government just announced in the recent budget that you can take from your RRSP, yeah. it's up from uh, twenty-five to thirty-five thousand now, and for a couple, that's you know seventy thousand money uh, dollars that you can use uh, applying that towards, you know, a downstroke or the mortgage or whatever. Uh, do you think that's stoking this market? Will it help? By the way. I think anything helps in terms of affordability, right? I think there's tools, but I don't think that one size fits all, 
right? So whether you should take from your RSP or whether your parents should give you money or you should take or even get into housing, it needs to start with you thinking about what you can afford both now and to the future, right? So getting that advice from an advisor that works with more than just a mortgage is really, really important because if you can't afford to pay back your RSP, right, after a certain period of time because you're so house-strapped, that's not a good place to, to, to live, right? That's not a good way to live. So, because you'll feel that mental stress, and that's what we we see in the survey. So, getting the advice before you start, rather than just thinking, "Oh, I want that place." Maybe it does make sense to rent for a while and save. Maybe it does make sense for your parents to help. But you have to look at the whole budget, the whole picture. Yeah, that move by the federal government, basically allowing you to make an interest-free loan to yourself, right? Yeah, you have to repay it. And I think right. that's what people, when it comes down to repaying it and you get into owning a house, you start to realize there's other expenses beyond just the mortgage, right? Mm. Um, so doing that budget and, and try, I always say test drive the budget as well, because when you have to live and give up things, you want to know what you have to give up before you get in there, right? Mm. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty, especially with first-time homebuyers, because the process can be complex. You need somebody to help you along the way, and we're seeing that. Even though you know banks are delivering more and more digital tools, and we are too, but it's, they need the help. They want still the people there to help them along the way, and that's where it really helps to deal with somebody like RBC because you end up having those dialogues about more than just the more than just the mortgage, right? Right. And the fact that interest rates are not going up anytime soon, according to the Bank of Canada governor, uh, might be well into 2020. The market having cooled simultaneously uh, might be propitious for people to consider getting into home ownership. By the way, as uh, one who's uh, on staff at RBC, how do you feel about, uh, you know, Corey Connors winning that big golf tournament on the weekend? Did you follow that at all? He's got the RBC logo on his sleeve. You know, I think from an RBC standpoint, that's amazing. I happen to be a diehard Raptors fan, though. I'm a basketball girl more than a golf person. Well, no, I respect that, too. I mean, uh, (laughs) it's just that there have been a contingent of players with the RBC logo who've been doing rather well of late. Jim Furyk, most recently, uh, a couple of weeks ago with the players, and then you've got this guy, Corey Connor. So uh, when the Canadian Open comes to Hamilton this year, uh, in June, I mean, it's going to be a festival of RBC logos. Yeah, and you know what? We really love supporting the Canadian Open. I've been there myself. It's a great event, and we're happy and proud to support golfers. Well, I appreciate uh, your weighing in, too, on what's going on with financing of homes and the like, and uh, this poll that was conducted for you guys by Ipsos. Uh, Good to get that perspective. Thanks, Nicole. You're very welcome. Have a great day. And you, Nicole Wells, is the Vice President of Home Equity Financing with RBC. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.